Hi, I'm Allison Hess. And I'm Sophia Fabili. Welcome back to the Playhouse Podcast. And guess what? It's our 40th season. There's lots to celebrate, including eight shows to see this summer. And the Playhouse Podcast brings a behind-the-scenes look at our action-packed season to give your ears a front-row seat. Cheers to 40 years! Welcome back to the Playhouse Podcast. We are recording today on the ancestral lands of the Haudenosaunee and the Anishinaabeg peoples. This land is part of the dish with one spoon wampum, which is a peace agreement between the Haudenosaunee and the Anishinaabeg, and extends the area surrounding the Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence River. Subsequent Indigenous nations, settlers, and newcomers are invited into this treaty in the spirit of peace, friendship, and respect. Thank you so much for joining us back on the podcast. My name is Allison Hess, and I'm here with... Sophia Fabili. And honestly, I am in shock that this is the last episode of our season. Me too. Time flies when you are making theater and producing podcasts. It really does. And we want to say a really big thank you to our loyal podcast listeners. If you are listening, that means we are talking to you. We make this podcast for you. And this podcast offers that in-depth look at our shows and at the artists who are working with us. And we just want to thank you so much for joining us this season and being so curious and excited for all of our work. Thank you. And if you love all things Playhouse, we highly encourage you to keep an eye out for our e-newsletter and our website. We are planning some fun things for our off-season, so keep your eyes peeled. And without further ado, Allison, I know that you're just begging to introduce this show. I am, but you know, big girls don't cry. Well, what do you say? Should we walk like a man right into this episode? Oh my God, we went there. <laughs> Let's do it. Today we are talking about, if you couldn't guess, Jersey Boys. Oh, oh but you love it. Okay, I won't sing. I won't sing. And we are thrilled to welcome uh, director and choreographer Julie Tomino and musical director David Terrio. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Julie and David. Hi. Yay! Thanks for having us. Oh my gosh, thanks for doing this. We're so happy to have you. Um, and we, uh, this is the part where we talk a little bit about you um, so that our audience can get to know you a bit before they get to know you a bit. So uh, first off, <laughs> I get you, Julie. Julie trained uh, and worked as a performer in New York City for 13 years. Uh, notable credits include playing Louise in the U.S. National Tour of Crazy For You, as well as years as a Rockette at Radio City for six seasons. So cool. Yes. Uh, your, Julie is now based in Toronto and travels across Toronto Canada and the U.S., working as a director, choreographer, and educator in both theater and film. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, and you actually just opened 9 to 5 at the Capitol Theater in Port Hope, which is awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Um, and David is a musical director, pianist, conductor, arranger, orchestrator, and holds a Bachelor of Music in Classical Piano from McGill University. He works in both French and English with companies such as <clears throat> the Thousand Islands Playhouse, love that that's <laughs> at the top of the list, uh, Musical Stage Company, Mervish, National Arts Centre, Charlottetown Festival, and Young People's Theatre. Welcome, David. Welcome, Julie. We're so glad to have you Thank on the you. podcast and also being the amazing team behind Jersey Boys, which we were just talking before we started this podcast, has no excitement around the show. No, no high, no anticipation, no buses with that say no Jersey Boys. No expectation, no pressure. <laughs> no, no. None. 
We were just talking before that Allison was saying that every time we talk about uh, Jersey Boys in the pre-show speech before the other shows this season, and make sure your tickets for Jersey Boys, the audience goes, ooh. Or mm-hmm. sometimes we actually had a round of applause one time. It was oh, pretty exciting. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah, no no expectations at all. And uh, we are filming cool. this a bit or before we open, and we've already actually extended it. So that's really exciting. It is very exciting. So we've already extended it a week, yeah. which is great. People want those tickets. Yeah. Wild. It's a hot, hot ticket item in uh, in Gan and and beyond, which is awesome. Um, but we'll dive right in. So, okay. Julie and David, we know that you two have worked together. Um, would you tell us like a little bit about how you started working together, and specifically what what makes the working relationship between a director, choreographer, and music director um, really work, in your experience? Mm. Um, do you want to take the first part, David, and then then, then I'll take the second part. Sure, sounds good. Uh, Julie and I met when we were working on Pinocchio at uh, YPT, Young People's Theatre in, in Toronto. Uh, Julie was choreographer, I'm, I was the music director, and Sheila McCarthy was directing. Uh, and we had a blast. It was awesome. And then, well, shortly after the pandemic broke, and then during the pandemic, we did a workshop with of a show, uh, actually with Kate Blackburn, who uh, is right now uh, a music man at TIFF. And, and we just closed in March or February, no, April, uh, we did Pippin at St. Lawrence College together. So uh, so this is our fourth show together then. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and I would, I would, I would work with uh, David on every show because um, as a director choreographer, like I don't have that other person to collaborate with. Like I love having an assistant, obviously, and Lindsay Britton will be assisting on Jersey Boys as the assistant director, assistant choreographer. Mm, great. But... I love all of the, um, I need voices, I need opinions, I need people that I trust and love and like have fun with, but also like are rigorous in their storytelling and rigorous in their work ethic. Um, so David, like I, I, we got along so well that first job where I was yeah. just choreographing. Um, and then, yeah, and then just getting along with someone is a key to like a great collaborative relationship and his his expectation and his standard is so high but he's he's also as kind as i am so mm. there's this like we we want to do really good work but we also want to be kind humans so mm-hmm. those qualities were perfect and uh yeah so yeah we got along i think um, I, yeah i think the one thing with julie and i is that we're all it always seems like we're on the same page and if we're not we usually get to it really quickly and yeah we under, we're like either we we don't like we fight but like we don't really fight. <laughs> we don't we never like we bicker a lot but like we don't fight i, I don't think we've ever been so far away and if one of our opinions ever. is like but i really think this I, I like i'll either say okay let's do that because you feel so strongly about it or if i'm like no this is has to be this way David is like not easily swayed, but like will make it work. You know, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's that respect there, the way you know if some if one of you has like an opinion and you're like, no, I really think it should be this way. There's that respect to be like, oh well, it must be. You know, it's important then, right? Uh, so Julie, I wanted to uh, pinpoint one of the words you used in your answer that I really loved, and that was kindness, because I feel like uh, we're coming out of a few years of moving away from this idea that to be to create a high level of performance, a high level of art, uh, you also have to be kind of cold and demanding and uh, sometimes mean. Um, and I love that 
you speak about the importance of kindness um, as well as as having such high expectations for the level of of work that that happens um, i I just really love that I just yeah, yeah. i could I could speak I could yeah. speak to that for a second I yeah love sure. that. um i I feel like you get the best work out of people if they feel loved and safe and treated with respect um and also we cast these people um and they're good. They're they're excellent actors. So we have to um, take responsibility for the actor that we cast and allow them to do their job by creating a safe environment, a safe and inclusive and like loving environment, while also expecting the world of everybody. Yeah. But like you can expect the world. You can be rigorous. It can, you can work hard and not be mean about it. You mm-hmm. know. So I just yeah, I think I. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just like, going to say, I don't, I don't think that rigorous means mean, you know. No, it can mean, I no. think strong leadership is let's get to this direction, this this objective with love, but also with, with high expectations. So, um, and I think Julie does that very well, so. Yeah, no, I Yeah, I and I, I like, <laughs> just to say one more thing, like I grew up in the, like I went to theater school in the late 90s, early 2000s, like it was just a different time, like it was shut up and do what you're told mm-hmm. and that's just, it's just not going to work with the students these days. But like, also I immediately, uh, upon getting out of theater school, having suffered a, not like major trauma, but like certain traumatic things that said to me, um, I just made it my mission sort of to like do it differently when I got the chance. So no, I so love that's that. what I'm doing. I love that. And I think, um, not not to just speak about the playhouse, but I feel like that's a work that we're doing here too is trying to create that type of environment. And I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, we're all we all deserve grace and we all deserve a safe space. And I I agree. The like the best work comes out of that. So that's really awesome. Exactly. And it's nice to hear that the playhouse is also like like meeting us there. You know, like the yeah. freelance artists can only do so much if you don't have the support of the of the um institution right totally so it's nice to like know that those places exist totally yeah. yeah and then can I ask so the thing I'm thinking about when we're talking about kind of your vision and I'm getting a sense of like your values in the room which is awesome so you're you're working on the show that has such iconic music and I was curious if you could kind of share with us what's your relationship with the show are you big Jersey bands fans from the get-go have you come around to loving Frankie Valley what's your vibe What's your relationship to the music? I would say, like, I know the Four Seasons music. I wasn't, like, I I wouldn't listen to it on, like, my day off, you know, or something like that. Maybe now, um, because I've delved so deeply into the um, the stories of the the guys. Um, But Jersey Boys as a show, like, I saw it when it came to Toronto, like, in whatever year it was. And I was like, my mind was blown. It was the most, um, like, it just flew. It just, like, whizzed by. It created such a visceral reaction in myself um, that, like, I cried at the end of Act 1 when they finally made it. They finally sang Sherry, which was their, their number one hit, the first one that, like, really made a breakthrough for them. Um, and I just... It was taken. I was taken on a ride that I was like, oh my, like I fell in love with Frankie Valli and his story and like I was hurting at the end of the story. Like it was just like a total package. 
And it wasn't just about the music. Yes, the music is very, very important, but it's about those four guys mm-hmm. and their life journeys and how success sometimes breaks you. Like the story is, and the writing of the script is so strong that like it, it could, I, I would say it could stand on its own without the music, but the music, the music and the story are equally as strong. Cool. And David, what about you? Yeah. Great, that's a great answer. Yeah, well, I didn't grow up with listening to Four Seasons music, but funny enough, during the pandemic, I took an online class, an arranging online class, and there was this major section with music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, because it's like the core of so many, there's so many hits that were created during that time. Um, so when when Julie told, told me about Jersey Boys, I sort of, my head was already so involved in that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also saw the show when it came to Montreal. And dare I say, I think maybe in music theater, there's a certain stereotype that we have of jukebox musical, mm-hmm. that sometimes the book is so weak because the songs can kind of hold on its own. Some people think that, but Jersey Boys is so not the case. It's just the music is incredible, but as Julie said, the book is so strong, and the yeah. way they they don't rely on the hits. I think that's it. They sort of just it adds on to this already amazing story. Um, yeah. So so yeah, it's so well written, and when Sherry hits, it it just goes. Oh my God, ball, ball, yeah. Yeah. Well, and That's I mean, awesome. I'm really excited because I, I'm going to be very honest. I have not seen it. I've never seen <gasps> Ooh, it. I never exciting. saw it. I've never seen it. I didn't see it when it came to Toronto. I missed the movie because I know they did a movie version of it. So yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. Now, of course, I know the four seasons and I know the music. So I'm very excited to have that experience the, for the first time. I'm getting, all, awesome. yeah. I'm getting all tingly just thinking about it. Well, I was like me with Music Man. Yeah. We're doing a swaparoo. Yeah. That's great. Um, I did oh, see it on yeah. Broadway, and I don't know. The, I didn't think I knew the Four Seasons. Like, I just kind of got dragged along. Like, sure, you're not going to say no to a Broadway show. And then I was yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. their song? Oh, wow. I know this that's song. It. Like, my musical knowledge is terrible. But, like, I think even younger people, even if you didn't grow up with that music, there's just, like, it's, like... The music is just hit after hit after hit. So it's very, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay, kind of going back to this, like, well, working on this very, very well-known show, and apart from Allison, who hasn't seen it, there are some really <laughs> iconic elements to it, like the catwalk set piece. I feel like when I picture Jersey Boys, I picture that, and I picture very specific, like, choreographic moves. I'm demonstrating people can't see me because this is a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. But can you, can you speak to... Uh, do you approach this just like any other show, kind of putting, you know, making it your own authentic thing? And or how much does the original production live in your mind? Or the audience's expectation um, of that original production, you know, if they have yeah, seen it? Yeah, like, yeah, I will say um, I've worked on Singing in the Rain, which has iconic numbers, uh, iconic choreography in it. And I've also worked on Grease, which also has iconic, like, they want to see Go Grease, like, yeah. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, and all of that, um, and I always find I always challenge myself and find a way because I'm not interested in just putting the Broadway show on the Thousand Island Playhouse stage. I'm like that's boring to me. I don't want to do it. I don't care to do that. Um, so I'm not going to do the original, the same choreography as this short answer. But I I need to take care of the audience because they're coming with an expectation. And so what I did for both Singing in the Rain and Grease was just go into my creative brain and challenge myself to find something that gave you the same thing without doing the hand jive exactly the way they did it in the movie, you know? Got it. Gave you the same sort of, like, vibe and the same sort of 
thing that, that makes you feel. Um, and that's, I find so fun. It's so challenging, but so fun to do. And when you, when you get it right, it's magical. Amazing. Yeah. So I, I would, I, I say I would like to sum it up as meld the expectation of what was done with like new and fresh. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Capturing the spirit of it, but it's got the Julie tomato yeah. stamp of authenticity on yeah. it. That's putting, great. Putting Julie tomato stamp on it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what directing is all about. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, go ahead, Allison. It, what, and for you, David, you know, the music, people know the music, people know the, you know, Frankie Valley's voice, right? Like they know these things. Um, and obviously you don't want to, when, when you cast, I'm sure, you know, you have to cast people who can sing the range and who can sing the songs. But how, how is that for you working with artists who aren't obviously Frankie Valley, but like keeping their authentic spirit, your kind of authentic voice as a music director, while it still being reminiscent of of the four seasons i think that's the biggest challenge of the show is to meet expectations without trying to copy what everyone knows because it's physically impossible to copy frankie valley and the four seasons and all these arrangements especially because we're we're going to hear all the hits from the four seasons over a span of what two maybe three decades and we need to showcase it in two hours so for sure, there's some elements of um, certain sounds that it's not going to be the exact same. Or even for the band, you know, we, we're going to have six musicians on stage. But there's some there's some, some of these recordings we're recorded with 20 musicians. So there's going to be adaptation of a bunch of, of, of vocally and instrumentally. Um, but I think that's the beauty of what our show is going to be. It's not going to be the Broadway version. It's not going to be the tour version. It's not going to be a copy of Four Seasons. So just by the essence of having the people that we are and we have, um, will create, you know, the authenticity of, of our production. So it's uh, it's definitely challenging, but it's fun. And it's obviously the music is, every time I open the score, I'm sort of like amazed by all these things. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. And what are your favorite songs? Or maybe not all-time favorite, but what today is your favorite song in the show for each of you? What's the song that I uh, sang all during auditions? What was that song? Uh, was it, was big it girls don't like cry. It's walk like a man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, walk like a man. I love that song. Yeah. and I also love Who Loved You, Pretty Baby. I love that song at yeah. the end. Um, I don't know why Bye Bye Baby really. Um, there's something about this one, but Walk Like a Man. I think Julie, it's our our favorite and my favorite is a bit of. I would send him. I would send him voice notes of me just singing in that Frankie Valley falsetto. <laughs> And I was like, Doug, Julie, you're going to be... We were watching a lot of self-tapes at that time, and we right. were going a little mad. So yes. it, was, yeah. it, was, it was relief, stress relief. But there's, a, there's a, a, an afternoon where I said, Julie, you're going to be directing, choreographing, and playing Frankie Valley as the show. <laughs> yeah. <didn't> do <laughs> Julie will be the understudy for Frankie Valley. Yes, the COVID yeah, understudy yeah, yeah. today is Julie Tomano playing <laughs> Frankie Valley. <laughs> yeah, and I also, like, to go back to, like, favorite songs, I also, like... Uh, is it can't take my uh, yeah can't take can't my eyes off of you yeah yeah it's just like it's so iconic and it's so like just in a pivotal moment and like just it's just yeah it's a cool song cool i like it all i like all the songs we know we're making you choose between your children i know it's good it's good that you like them yeah (laughs) okay so for each of you mate can we're going to shoot some quicker questions we're going to do kind of a rapid fire rapid fire Um, what is one element you're most looking forward to working on in the show? 
the harmonies. Ooh, nice. All Good answer. The iconic har- harmonies. Hearing them for the first time. Awesome. Beauty. What about you, Julie? I think when, I don't know, when we, I, I see those four guys together working together for the first time. I'm really looking nice. forward to that. Um, what is the, the wording we have is what is an element that is keeping you up at night or uh, a challenge that you're looking forward to? Go ahead, David. Uh, I actually don't know. So go ahead. I'll think about this one. Um, yeah, like I feel like what's keeping me up at night right now is like figuring out how to fit everything the set, set wise in the space that we have with the actors that we have, like just feel it, how to fit it all together. It's just, it's a complicated puzzle. And our set designer, Brian, is brilliant and he will make it all fit, but that's what's keeping me up at night right now. Right okay. now, yep. yeah. Yeah. And then week, it'll, it'll be a different story. <laughs> yeah. And for you, David? I think Julie, Julie has a close uh, relationship with Brian, the set designer. I have a close relationship with Steve, our sound designer. And I think it's making sure that sound will be just be on point to give proper rendition to the songs. Yeah. yeah. And last quick fire, uh, what's something you want audi- our TIP audiences to look out for while they're watching? Something specific that they can watch out for? Maybe the versatility of all the performers. Ooh, those nice. musicians yes. and singers. Yes. The fact that they'll be like all the things that they're gonna do. I don't know why this show has like an extra step sometimes. Nice. Like we like in tra- in terms of tracking the show, like we have eleven actors that are playing like probably fifty, sixty, seventy roles. Wow! So like just tracking through like how does that person become that and oh that person's that now you know that is an interesting part. A lot of wardrobe changes, a lot of yes. quick changes. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Um, so our last big question for you uh, is this. What are you looking forward to in terms of spending time in Gananoque? For those of you listening, um, uh, David and Julie are not currently in Gan, uh, but we are really looking forward to having them. So what are you two looking forward to uh, for your, your time here? Not your time off that yes. you will be having when you're not working on the show. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'll be working on it all the time. Go ahead. Go ahead, David. Uh, it'll be my second time working in Gan. Last time was in 2016 on You Are Here. And uh, is the Purple Cafe still open? Yes, the Purple House Cafe. Yeah. Got that pizza. Purple House Cafe. That's yes. Th- that pizza was amazing. And I know it's a different name, but the Socialist Pig yes. is mm-hmm. also another great spot. Love um, And just the water, just being by the water. It's just so... Um, I love the, I love the vibe. I love the vibe of Gananoque. Yeah. I sound so young saying this, but yeah, just, uh, I don't know, there's something cozy about this town. That's very nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I really like, I, I really like working in summer towns, like little summers, summer spots. Um, and I've been to Gananoque a couple of times. I've seen a show at the Playhouse before, and then I just drove through with my husband and we spent one day there. We went for breakfast and things like that. Um, but I would say I'm looking forward to jumping off the dock because everybody does it that I know that works at the Playhouse and I've never done it before yeah. and I just really want to do it. 
Nice. Yeah. And Julie's been waiting an extra long period of time to jump off the dock yes. because she yes, was supposed to direct and choreograph once back in 2020, that ill-fated year. And now finally yeah. it's all coming back around with Jersey Boys. So we're so excited to have you. Yeah. So thank you. We, we're so excited to have you in town. And uh, let us know how the water is when you're jumping in in September. Hopefully yeah. still warm. Yeah, hopefully it's not cold. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like being cold. But It'd be worth it. I don't know. I'll do it once. Well, big thanks to you both. And as always, we want to express special thanks to Mark Hunt, TIP's head carpenter, who composed the music for this podcast. Uh, this podcast is sponsored and produced by MyFM Gananakwe. Uh, many thanks to Terry Lynn and Carrie and the MyFM team for all their help. For your Jersey Boys tickets, please visit us at the thousandislayhouse.com and we will see you at the theater. Bye. Bye.